0: Designed by photographers for photographers. What's up? You are listening to Entrepreneurs, a photography podcast designed to help you manifest your best creative life in self-employment. My name is Mike Lerner and I am your host. And on this show, you're going to hear practical perspectives on how to improve your freelancing journey. And beyond that, you're going to hear from other incredible creative professionals about their art, their business, and the lessons that have helped them grow. So thank you so much for joining me. Entrepreneurs starts right now. All right, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. If this is your first time tuning into the program, thank you so much for checking us out. We are on episode 128, trying to make a difference in this crazy industry. And if you support that cause, be sure to follow us on Instagram at EntrepreneursPod. Give us a shout out, give us a like, give us a review, whatever you can do to help us reach more ears and change more lives. Now, today, I just got asked to review a colleague's website that is somewhat close to launch, and it reminded me that there are so many things that we as photographers are not doing to make it as easy as possible for our clients to discover, to learn, or to contact us. Now, full disclosure, I am no website guru, not an expert. In fact, many of the things I'm going to cite today, I am just as guilty of doing or not doing. But let's put that aside for now. I've learned from far more qualified people, and I am still learning on how to improve the quality, the function, and the return of my website. So I will be leaning on much wiser people for today's episode. I also want to say that I am not citing this colleague who asked me for the review as an example of a photographer who has done everything wrong on his website. In fact, I barely had time to even look at the site before heading out on a work trip, as it were. I'm merely using that request as a jumping off point to remind. Photographers out there, myself included, by the way, of what to potentially emphasize on our sites for maximum return. After all, we are the ones paying for our site to work for us. So if you're unsure, if you're due for a website tune up, stay tuned. I'm just going to casually list a handful of common oversights that many photographers aren't aware of. And if any of these sound like you, maybe you decide to up your game beyond just making pretty pictures. So let's get to it. Here are my photography website pet peeves. All right, number one, there is no copy. Now, I've learned this from so many professionals in the last year, and it really highlighted to me how flawed my actual website is. You see, photographers fall into this trap of prioritizing great imagery because that's how we see the world. If we just keep improving our pictures, the rest will take care of itself. But the mistake is assuming that everyone else sees our work in the same light. We need to recognize that most non-photographers are actually viewing photography sites in the way that photographers view non-photography sites, in that the focus is actually more on the information, on the interface, and on the user experience as opposed to the imagery. I'm not saying the imagery isn't important, but it is oftentimes not a make or break. And that may sound counterintuitive on a photography site, but when you think about service-oriented businesses, which photography happens to fall under, it's not that wild of a concept. So ask yourself this, if you're looking to hire a graphic designer, to make you a logo. Of course you're going to look at their work, but you're also going to vet a lot of the other areas to help you decide is this the right person I want to hire, right? You're going to look at their pricing, you're going to look at their turnaround time, you're going to look at how many revisions they offer, what kind of testimonial prior clients have given them, right? Wouldn't you move on to someone else if they didn't have any of that information listed? Now, how about you're in the market to buy some clothing online? maybe from a direct-to-consumer website. What's more important to you? Seeing 50 amazing pictures on their site or maybe less amazing pictures with more information on the product? Like, I don't know, what material the shirt is made of, how the sizing chart fits, what the return policy is, right? I'm guessing you'd pick the latter, and that's how I recommend viewing your own site as well. Photographers care a lot about photography, but clients, be it an editor, An art director, a DP, a couple hiring you to shoot their wedding, whatever. They're not just looking for further validation that your photography is excellent. In fact, they probably already know that. What they're looking for is confidence in who they are hiring. They're looking for a pro who has a process in their craft, be it an easily digestible pricing structure or a well thought out list of services or a consistent client portal for licensing, whatever it might be, copy, meaning the words that you put on your site. Can be so powerful, not just for your SEO, but also for your clients to understand what you do and eliminate the purchasing dilemma. Okay, so let's dig further into what kind of copy photographers tend to foolishly overlook. All right, this is gonna sound really silly, but the first one is not having a bio page or an about page. All right, this is critical oversight on this one, and it's actually pretty common that I see it. Tell me a little something about yourself, have a picture of yourself, maybe explain what makes you tick, especially if you don't feel like your art explains it on its own merit, and explain what makes you different, right? You've heard about elevator pitches. Well, think of the bio page as a platform to practice that pitch. What's your brand position? What's your unique selling proposition? And hey, if you don't have that squared away yet, no problem. At the very least, just tell me who you are, how long you've been working, and the type of work that you're getting hired to do. So start there. Too many photographers are ignoring this as if, to assume that John Smith photographer is enough to sell you on a big client. Think again. Another oversight photographers need to prioritize is location, okay? There's usually no location on so many websites. I don't know if you're in Ohio or Washington or Bangladesh, if you don't list it. Total mistake if you forget this. In fact, I think it's so important you should have this information above the fold, okay? Above the fold means before you have to scroll down on your site. So At the very top of your page, have it either as a subline right under your logo or adjacent to it. Just make it painfully obvious what areas you serve, not just your specific city, but maybe the other areas adjacent to that city that you market to as well. Obviously, the most important oversight, I would say, is there are no services page or FAQs page. Okay, If you went to Scout and Auto Mechanics page and all you saw were pictures of cars, you'd probably keep looking around right? What you're looking for might be specific. Like, do they specialize in European parts? Do they do transmissions? Do they do body work? You know, not every mechanic is structured the same way, and therefore, nor should every photographer. Sure, we all make pictures, but you might specialize in editorial portraiture. Someone else might specialize in real estate interiors. And listen, if you have skills that separate you, you need to let people know. Drone photography, videography, whatever you're bringing to the table, add that in there. Also, adding an FAQs page is a great way to anticipate your client's needs. And there's a great quote. I can't remember who to originally cite. I'm going to butcher it anyways. But the basic saying goes, if you can identify the question someone will have before they get to ask it, then they will automatically assume that you have the answer. So really, it's a a great tool to position yourself as an expert in your field. And at the very least, it's going to signify that you've put thought into your business and that you prioritize your customers. Next up, most photographers do not have blogs. Blogs have keywords, which have great SEO, but forget that for a second. Just think about the branding. If you do artsy shoots, having blog posts will enrich people's perceptions of you. It will give them perspective of your expertise. You know, wedding photographers blog because potential clients are often seeking out examples of venues that have been shot before. They come across your site, seeing your gallery at this venue, they just might hire you instead. So think about blogs as a potential opportunity To drive more attention to your site. Next one, I may have touched on this briefly, but another oversight is there are oftentimes no testimonials on photography sites. Testimonials are a great way to give your ideal clients more confidence in you, the business, not just you, the photographer, right? They can tell you make really good pictures just by your portfolio alone. But can you walk your client through the process? Can you educate your client on usage and terms? That's why I go to Yelp. I don't care. Just that this restaurant serves good food. I also want to know if the cashiers are dicks. I also want to know if the place is clean, if the service is timely. Don't think of your art as the only asset that you provide. What else about you and the services that you provide your clients stand out? If you have genuine referrals on your site, I believe that goes a really long way. Now, the most important copy of them all, and it's probably the one that I'd say photographers avoid the most, is there's no call to action okay? I've been guilty of this for years. And as someone who came up in the sports photography genre, it just never came to any of our minds. Seriously, I attended dozens of sports photography workshops and conferences. I never heard one sports photography professional talk about CTA on their site, not one. And so what that illustrates to me is a lack of foresight, right? If you don't have a CTA jump out to you, just start thinking about what your goals actually are. What is the point of your website? What do you want it to do for you? Do you want people to inquire about your pricing packages? Do you want people to see your galleries? Do you want more followers on your social? Do you want to sell product through your site? Do you want people to sign up for your email list? Do you want to provide a lead magnet? Maybe you want people to donate to your Patreon, review your YouTube channel, listen to your podcast. Hell, there's a lot of CTAs that you can come up with, but not having any is completely short sighted. If there's one thing that you should take away from this episode, is to think about a call to action. Okay, so now that we've talked about copyright a lot and the gross oversights there, let's turn our direction quickly to imagery. One thing I think gets overlooked is a lack of variety in your images, right? Portfolio should show the breadth of your work, not just the redundancies in it. Like, oh, like you've mastered this type of shot. We get it. If you're showing five similar images, such as um, five dunk shots in a row, then take the best one and remove the rest. It doesn't mean you have to delete it off your site. Just don't have it in your highlights back to back to back to back to back, right? So find different shots that showcase what you can do. You have a lot of peak action, supplement in with some feature work. You have a lot of documentary style, bring in some portraiture. You know, Complement your best work with a plethora of unique aesthetics. And obviously, as you start out, that may not be a strength of yours, and that's okay. You just keep working at it. Hell, I'm still working at it, and I'm nowhere close. But be cognizant of putting highly similar images next to each other on your main portfolio. Keep the best of the best. The next oversight is having no archive. And there's no better analogy that I've found than what friend of the show, Todd Bigelow, illustrates in his book, which is the archive acts as the back-end warehouse of your store, right? Like you do not put everything out in your retail storefront. You likely have things in the back in different sizes, different colors, whatever. Same goes here. The portfolio is your storefront that lures people in. But the archive is where the clients really dive deep into your work. It's what you have in back. So the archive will generate SEO better than just your portfolio. But beyond that, if you have potential licensing options, you may actually discover your site could become a hub for potential clients to get either ideas for themselves or even license photos directly or you could continually sell and make prints off of it. Now, you do not have to have an archive officially, but I do find that many photographers could absolutely benefit from it, but have never really considered doing it. And the last thing I'm going to say, the last oversight overall on a website is that there's no tracking. And this is not something that you will promote. It's just something that you yourself will proactively do. There's a great quote from a short game guru, Derek Ueda, who instructs some of the best golfers in the world, like Jordan Spieth and Sander Shoffley on how to putt. And he says, if you don't know how to read a green, then putting just comes down to pure luck. And in some ways, that's how I feel about people who do not measure or track their data. So having insight into who is viewing your site, how often, what images are getting the most clicks, how much your blog or slideshows are driving attention is vastly, vastly important. You know, businesses need information on what their customer base is actually responding to. Businesses who ignore that tend to get bitten in the ass later on. So, the more informed you are of your numbers is going to help you follow the right paths. You know, double down on this part of the site or maybe dump this part of the site. That's not getting any return. Why waste our time? Right? Like content creators like myself see this all the time. We see some types of episodes will respond way better than others. So, we can use that information at our discretion. Track your data, remove luck from the equation. So, I hope this quick list helps you as you focus your website building or rebuilding. Like I said, I'm due for an overhaul myself, and I have a new site to launch as well, which will include many of the things that I've talked about today. My big lasting point of emphasis is to not focus solely on the imagery, but focus on making your site informative to your client. I want everyone to think more like a business, not just an art gallery. So, with that being said, good luck, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you all next week. This episode of Entrepreneurs was brought to you by Bay Photo Lab. First time orders receive 25% off on any professional photo printing product or service. Yes, I said 25%. Just go to bayphoto.com to browse the amazing selection of gifts, prints and displays. That's bayphoto.com once again. Thank you all for tuning in and we'll see you next week.